been talking about making your money grow. That's what we got to do. We got to make our money grow, right? Because guess what? Money will work harder for you than you can ever work for it. I have to keep repeating that because people are out working hard every single day. They are talking about the great resignation. Um, and I call it the great uh, revelation, <laughs> right? Now, I am certainly not... Uh, saying people should not work at jobs because all of us need to be in a position to give our gifts and our talents to businesses that are existing so that we can improve our skills and then we can be a part of commerce and business and so on and so forth. But what I am saying, what I am saying is that I am excited for everyone who sees and knows their worth and they are willing to do the work to get where they are trying to go. So I am encouraged by um, all that you are doing. I am encouraged by the stance that you have taken. I am encouraged by uh, the new uh, vision that you see for yourself in your life. And yes, having a home-based business is one of those things, but also remember money will work harder for you than you can ever work for it. So we are going to get busy with uh, continuing the path of understanding how to make our money grow. We're going to get busy with continuing the path of trying to uh, get to the next level financially. We're going to get busy with the path of growing our communities and our families for generations to come. Let me tell you something. Poverty does not have to be your final destination. Let me repeat. Poverty does not have to be your final destination. Poverty is not what you were designed for. Poverty is not what you are destined to. It is a, uh, a, a, it is a circumstance and a condition, but it is not your ending destination, right? It's not your ending destination. So what are we going to do together to get to the next level? Let's, let me tell you, we're going to get educated together. We're going to learn new things together. We're going to write new books together. We're going to build each other up. I just had the best call today. I started the Home Buyers Club uh, last year because I wanted to help people get to the next level in homeownership. And I knew from my own experience that there were biases out here in the industry that were preventing people from getting into good properties with good rates. This Home Buyers Club is all about coaching. Coaching and teaching people what to do, how to get rid of your spending addiction, how to have a budget, uh, how to save for a home, how to apply for a home, all of these things. <clears throat> and so one lady, she's great, wonderful. Um, she's a nurse, makes well over six figures, was having trouble getting into her property. You see, she had gone to a new construction site um, in the middle of the pandemic when everything was shut down. So they were basically giving houses away. Once they realized what they had done, and that they, they could get more money for the property than what she was paying, they tried every trick in the book to get her not to get into this home. Guess what? She joined the Home Buyers Club. Uh, she told me what was going on. I called, and I was like, Harriet Tubman, baby. I had everybody on the phone. I got the director, the manager, the builder, the mortgage people, and I told them what to do. And so she called me, and she said, Lynn, I am in my house. We did the running man, the cabbage patch, and everything else. And this is what I'm talking about. I am talking about learning together. I am talking about growing together. I am talking about uh, uh, elevating and, and getting to the next level together. And guess what? If you've got something you want to do, if you've got a dream that uh, seems to be uh, at bay, if you've got a roadblock, then I want you to go to asklynn.org. Tell me all about it so we can figure out how to get rid of it. 
That's all. We got to put our minds together. Now, I have uh, six eyes. I've got the two eyes that God gave me. Then I have uh, uh, contact lenses, okay? I can't do anything without these contact lenses. And then when I read, I have to put on prescription reading glasses over the contact lenses, okay? So six eyes are better than two. Uh, two minds are better than one. And all of us working together can absolutely positively get to the next level. So I am so excited. We're going to talk about making our money grow. And then we're going to talk about what we're going to do with the money after it is there and available and growing and working for us. So tell your friends, tell your family members, tell everybody, hey, listen, stop what you're doing. Stop, drop and roll because this is an emergency. We are in a state of emergency. I have a new program coming out called The State of Black Wealth in America. I'll tell you all about that soon. But I want you to tell everybody to stop, drop and roll. Stop, drop and roll. And I want you to get to the next level. So I want everyone to download the KBLA app. I want you to go and download the KBLA app. It is essential uh, to your well-being. It is essential to your um, growth. Is it, it is essential to your uh, creation of the life, lifestyle, the wealth, um, and, and the community that you want. So go and download the KBLA app. Here's something else I want you to do. I want you to um, go to askland.org, and I want you to uh, ask the questions that you need answers to. And go there as much as you'd like. Um, get the information that you need. Sign up for some of the free classes. Um, and then invest in some courses for yourself to get to the next level. The other thing I want you to do is to bring someone else along with you on this journey. Bring someone else along with you on this journey. This is not something we should be doing alone. We should be doing it together in teams, in couples, in groups. Uh, maybe you want to start an investment club. Uh, maybe you want to start a book club where you discuss um, up and coming uh, ideas and concepts and principles related to how to get your money to the next level. We get together all the time for card parties. We get together all the time for bridal showers. We get together all the time for weddings. We get together all the time to do nothing at all. Sometimes we get together just to argue as a people, okay? To have a debate. We need to have a meeting to discuss this issue that is on our nerves. Well, guess what? How about we start to get together to discuss issues that are going to advance us as a people, that are going to advance us as a community, and that are, that are going to advance us as families, working together um, in creating uh, this lifestyle where we are all becoming millionaires one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. So guess what? Download the KBLA app. The harvest is here. And yes, the time is now. This is your season to make your money grow. This is your season to put in a strategy. This is your season to do the work. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. So we're talking about making your money grow. You have your pen and paper uh, and you're going to write down everything I say so you can uh, begin to develop a strategy for yourself because you may want to make your money grow in multiple areas. You just need to know what they are. Um, I want us to be empowered, informed, uh, but also have the tools and the resources that we need to take action. So number one, where can my money grow? Now, this is a place where I don't want you to uh, invest, <laughs> but unfortunately, it's still the place where some people choose to uh, stack their money. Um, and when I say stack, that means they simply get the money 
and they keep stacking it, adding to it. Now, the money doesn't grow here by itself, um, but that's your mattress, um, you know, the safe in your closet, in your house, under your floor, whatever it is. I remember working with a professional football player and he didn't trust anybody. He didn't trust the government. He didn't trust the banks. And so all of his money was in his house. And by the time he started working with me, that money had been depleted because he thought he could take his mattress money and go gamble and make it grow that way. That That's not a winning strategy. Um, I've met elderly people who have had all of their money basically sitting in their house. And over the years, we've heard the stories of Big Mama's house or your great uncle's house. And after that person passes on, you go in there and you find $50,000 or $100,000 or whatever it is. And while that may be a noble surprise to the people who find it later, and while it certainly may um, become useful in the time of need, money is not growing there. You are growing it, but it is not growing itself. So there's a difference between the two. When I say make your money grow, I am meaning put it in an instrument and put it into places where it will work harder for you than you are working for it. If the only thing money is doing is being stacked after you make it and you're never seeing it uh, grow on its own, there's a couple of problems with that. One, over time, that money will lose value. So if you started saving $100 a day and you did that for 30 years, um, the amount of money that you saved would not be equal to the value of the money today because over time, money loses value. Let me give you an example. Do you remember buying a bag of potato chips when you were uh, eight years old? As a matter of fact, do you remember having any spending money when you were eight? If I had $1, let me tell you, I could go to the candy store 20 times with that dollar. I can go buy some penny candy, some now later, some Boston baked beans, some lemon heads, um, and still get some change back. Uh, a pickle with a peppermint in the middle, a bag of chips, a snicker. I could buy a whole lot of things. But today, if you go to the candy store, candy store with a dollar, uh, I don't know if there's anything there you can buy except maybe a pack of now laters. I don't even know how much they cost now today. So over time, money loses value due to inflation. And as a result, the amount of money that you saved, if it was $50,000 20 years ago, you cannot do the same thing this year that you could do with that same $50,000 20 years ago. Let me give you another example. When I went to Northwestern University, the tuition was about $30,000 a year, uh, all costs. Uh, my daughter graduated from Northwestern and the cost for a whole year had doubled. It was 60, almost $65,000. I think it may have even been closer to $70,000. So if I had saved $30,000 for her 30 years ago and said, this is the money she's going to use to go to college, by the time 2000 whatever got here, it would not have been enough money. So the problem, again, with saving money in your mattress is that even though you can stack it, it is not stacking itself. It's not making, it's not growing on its own. The second place you can make your money grow is a savings account at a bank, any bank. The problem there is it's not growing at a fast enough rate of return um, that is going to allow you to keep up with inflation. So in your mattress, the money is not growing at all. In a savings account, it's growing by very, very little. 
sometimes less than 1%, 1% if you're lucky. So although it is growing a bit, that same $30,000, if I put it away 30 years ago for my daughter to go to college in this century, the 1% that would have made over time would still not have been enough money to keep up with inflation, okay? The third place you can make your money grow is in a CD. And a CD, a CD is like an extended savings account. It's a certificate of deposit. It's like a, an extended savings account at your local bank. Sometimes your credit union can offer them and sometimes other financial institutions offer them as well. A CD is basically, it's almost like a loan to the bank because you can put the money in, but you cannot take it out. You cannot take the money out for a year, three years, or five years, and sometimes even 10 years or more. The longer you keep the money in the CD, the higher the interest rate. So a one-year CD may earn a rate of return of 2%. A three-year CD may earn a rate of return of 3.5%. A five-year CD may earn a rate of return of 5%, okay? But once again, you cannot use this money, so it's not liquid. So in the event that you needed the money, you still don't have access to it. And if you take the money out early, then you are penalized, all right? So we're talking about making your money grow in the places where it can grow. Number one, your mattress, no. Two, a savings account, only a certain amount. I say only keep uh, the immediate emergency money that you may need one or two months of living expenses in your savings account and the rest you want to invest in a place where the money can actually grow. Number three is a CD, a certificate of deposit, and that's going to earn a slightly higher interest rate, but it's highly illiquid, meaning you cannot take the money out and it's not growing as fast as it could in some other areas. Number four, a bond. A bond is a type of security, and it is essentially a loan. You can have a government bond, a municipal bond, or a corporate bond. And what happens is it's like an IOU. You give that entity, let's say, $1,000, and they promise to give you $1,250 in five years or 10 years. The money is guaranteed, okay? So when the market is volatile and you are closer to retirement, some people choose to invest in bonds because I know I'm going to get the money back. It's not a question. Now, you don't own any part of that entity. They have simply loaned you money that you are guaranteed to get back. All right? So that's a bond. The next place you might think about making your money grow is in the stock market, a different kind of a security. This comes in the form of stocks, mutual funds. Mutual funds can contain stocks and bonds. Uh, an EFT, that can also contain stocks and bonds. And also, I'm going to throw in here all of the other things, uh, you know, futures and options and cryptocurrency. And I'm going to put all of that in this category, meaning you can buy it at one value today and you can, you'll pray that it will increase in value over time. You need to do research. You need to do a fundamental analysis. You need to learn how to do a technical analysis so that you can choose the right stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, EFTs, I'm sorry, and uh, other instruments. Let me re repeat myself. It's ETFs, okay? Not EFTs. It's ETFs. 
So this is where you can make your money grow as well. Let's talk about real estate, real estate, real estate. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You've seen me on Good Morning America, The Breakfast Club, and KBLA Talk. I'm so excited about sharing with you the Home Buyers Club. It's time for you to get the home of your dreams. No credit, no problem. Low credit, no problem. No down payment, no problem. I am excited about you getting a piece of the American dream. Join the Home Buyers Club today. So we're talking about making your money grow. Where should this money grow? One, your mattress, that's a no-no. Because of inflation, the money will not have the same value. And if it gets stolen, you have no security, you have no insurance. Bad idea. Number two, savings account. You only want to put your emergency money in there, one to two months of living expenses uh, at the top at the most. And the rest needs to go into securities and or investments that will increase in value at a more rapid pace. CDs is number three, certificates of deposit. They will earn a slightly higher rate of return. However, the money is illiquid. You can't take it out until the end of that period. Otherwise, you'll lose money. Four, bonds. These are loans from the government, a municipality, or a corporation. You will get the money at the end. But again, it's not the highest rate of return, although it is a very common and safe rate, uh, a very common and safe investment for those who are getting closer to retirement and they do not want to risk losing any money. Number five, stocks, mutual funds, ETFs. I want to say this again, it's ETF, an exchange traded fund. Now a stock is one security. You buy one share of stock in Nike, in McDonald's, in Starbucks, or whatever the company is. That's a relatively risky way to invest because if all of your money is in that one stock, you don't know what's going to happen. Now, if you've got a long horizon and you don't really care, then you can invest in some stocks. And, uh, you know, you've got large cap, mid cap, small cap and uh, international funds. And I'll talk about that another time. But if you want to be um, a little more on the conservative side and have more diversity, you want to invest in a mutual fund, a mutual fund or an ETF. Now, both mutual funds and ETFs are basically baskets of securities. They contain stocks and bonds. The difference between an ETF, an exchange traded fund, is that you trade it on the market during business hours, Monday through Friday, just like you would trade any other stock. You are trading shares between other consumers. However, and the price is whatever it is at the time you make the trade, okay? However, with the mutual fund, you have a transaction between yourself and the company that manages the fund or the brokerage firm that manages the fund, okay? So the value of your trade is not established until the end of the business day. Uh, a mutual fund is managed by a fund manager. And so when you are thinking about how you're going to invest or what funds you're going to invest in, you may want to research that fund manager. Same thing for an ETF. Find out who is picking the stocks that go and is picking the securities that go into that particular investment. So this is the fifth area where you can invest money, where you can make your money grow. I'm going to throw in here all of the uh, cryptocurrency and uh, all of the other new ways of making money. I'm going to throw these in here as well. Although there are some significant differences, 
I want you to listen to uh, my uh, fellow host here after me to talk more about cryptocurrency and how that plays into your overall investment strategy. But in this area, number five, we're going to throw in stocks and mutual funds and ETFs and everything else that can grow rapidly. And you can also lose money. So you want to get an education. Here's another place you can grow money. And this is one of my favorite places to grow money. So the stock market, area number five, mutual funds, ETFs, all of those things. Um, do research, pick, choose, and decide what it is that you want to invest in. But this area, number six, an insurance policy. If you buy life insurance, it's pretty much the one way you can guarantee a return on your investment. So if you spend $250 a month on a life insurance policy and you pay that life insurance policy for 30 years and then you are guaranteed uh, $1 million when someone passes on, then that's basically a win-win situation as long as you pay the premium, okay? So wealthy people have been leveraging insurance to build, manage, maintain, and pass on wealth for generations. And it's the one place that we actually have the most power that we use the least, all right? So an insurance policy, whole life, term life, that's up to you. I'll do a whole nother uh, show, uh, talk just on that. But this is the sixth place where you can invest money. Number seven, an annuity or a pension. An annuity is an income for life. So if you put money into your pension at your job and your employer matches that pension, what they are saying is after you have worked here for so long and you leave, we will give you an income for life. Well, if you do not work for an employer who offers a pension, you need to create your own pension. And that's through an annuity. You create your own pension by establishing an annuity. So I, I would advise, and this is what I do, I have some money in my savings account. I have some money in my investment accounts where I have my stocks and mutual funds and ETFs. I've got a significant portion of money there. I've got a significant portion of money in life insurance. And then I've got some money in the annuity, okay? So that there is also an income for life, all right? You want to make sure that you've got that income for life. The next place where you can put money is in a business, a franchise, a business that can continue to bring you cash flow, a cash cow, laundromats in communities where there are apartment buildings with no washing machines, things like that. Find a way to have a business that will provide you with income to make that money grow. Here's another place, blue chip artwork. Some people buy art with, full in, with the full intention of allowing it to appreciate in value and then selling it later and cashing in. And then lastly, real estate. We're going to talk more about that. The harvest is here and the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. So we're talking about making your money grow. You have your pen and paper uh, and you're going to write down everything I say so you can uh, begin to develop a strategy for yourself because you may want to make your money grow in multiple areas. You just need to know what they are. Um, I want us to be empowered, informed, uh, but also have the tools and the resources that we need to take action. So number one, where can my money grow? 
Now, this is a place where I don't want you to uh, invest, <laughs> but unfortunately, it's still the place where some people choose to uh, stack their money. Um, and when I say stack, that means they simply get the money and they keep stacking it, adding to it. Now, the money doesn't grow here by itself, um, but that's your mattress, um, you know, the safe in your closet, in your house, under your floor, wherever it is. I remember working with a professional football player and he didn't trust anybody. He didn't trust the government. He didn't trust the banks. And so all of his money was in his house. And by the time he started working with me, that money had been depleted because he thought he could take his mattress money and go gamble and make it grow that way. That That's not a winning strategy. Um, I've met elderly people who have had all of their money basically sitting in their house. And over the years, we've heard the stories of Big Mama's house or your great uncle's house. And after that person passes on, you go in there and you find $50,000 or $100,000 or whatever it is. And while that may be a noble surprise to the people who find it later, and while it certainly may um, become useful in the time of need, money is not growing there. You are growing it, but it is not growing itself. So there's a difference between the two. When I say make your money grow, I am meaning put it in an instrument and put it into places where it will work harder for you than you are working for it. If the only thing money is doing is being stacked after you make it and you're never seeing it uh, grow on its own, there's a couple of problems with that. One, over time, that money will lose value. So if you started saving $100 a day and you did that for 30 years, um, the amount of money that you saved would not be equal to the value of the money today because over time, money loses value. Let me give you an example. Do you remember buying a bag of potato chips when you were uh, eight years old? As a matter of fact, do you remember having any spending money when you were eight? If I had $1, let me tell you, I could go to the candy store 20 times with that dollar. I can go buy some penny candy, some now later, some Boston baked beans, some lemon heads, um, and still get some change back. Uh, a pickle with a peppermint in the middle, a bag of chips, a snicker, I could buy a whole lot of things, but today, if you go to the candy store, candy store with a dollar, uh, I don't know if there's anything there you can buy, except maybe a pack of now laters. I don't even know how much they cost now today. So over time, money loses value due to inflation, and as a result, the amount of money that you saved, if it was $50,000 20 years ago, you cannot do the same thing this year that you could do with that same $50,000 20 years ago. Let me give you another example. When I went to Northwestern University, the tuition was about $30,000 a year, uh, all costs. Uh, my daughter graduated from Northwestern and the cost for a whole year had doubled. It was 60, almost $65,000. I think it may have even been closer to $70,000. So if I had saved $30,000 for her 30 years ago and said, this is the money she's going to used to go to college, by the time 2000 whatever got here, it would not have been enough money. So the problem again with saving money in your mattress is that even though you can stack it, it is not stacking itself, it's not making, it's not growing on its own. The second place you can make your money grow is a savings account at a bank, any bank. 
The problem there is it's not growing at a fast enough rate of return um, that is going to allow you to keep up with inflation. So in your mattress, the money is not growing at all. In a savings account, it's growing by very, very little, sometimes less than 1%, 1% if you're lucky. So although it is growing a bit, that same $30,000, if I put it away 30 years ago for my daughter to go to college in this century, the 1% that would have made over time would still not have been enough money to keep up with inflation, okay? The third place you can make your money grow is in a CD. And a CD, a CD is like an extended savings account. It's a certificate of deposit. It's like a, an extended savings account at your local bank. Sometimes your credit union can offer them and sometimes other financial institutions offer them as well. A CD is basically, it's almost like a loan to the bank because you can put the money in, but you cannot take it out. You cannot take the money out for a year, three years, or five years, and sometimes even 10 years or more. The longer you keep the money in the CD, the higher the interest rate. So a one-year CD may earn a rate of a turn, return of 2%. A three-year CD may earn a rate of return of 3.5%. A five-year CD may earn a rate of return of 5%, okay? But once again, you cannot use this money, so it's not liquid. So in the event that you needed the money, you still don't have access to it. And if you take the money out early, then you are penalized. All right. So we're talking about making your money grow in the places where it can grow. Number one, your mattress. No. Two, a savings account, only a certain amount. I say only keep uh, the immediate emergency money that you may need one or two months of living expenses in your savings account. And the rest you want to invest in a place where the money can actually grow. Number three is a CD, a certificate of deposit, and that's going to earn a slightly higher interest rate, but it's highly illiquid, meaning you cannot take the money out and it's not growing as fast as it could in some other areas. Number four, a bond. A bond is a type of security and it is essentially a loan. You can have a government bond, a municipal bond, or a corporate bond. And what happens is it's like an IOU. You give that entity, let's say $1,000, and they promise to give you $1,250 in five years or 10 years. The money is guaranteed, okay? So when the market is volatile and you are closer to retirement, some people choose to invest in bonds because I know I'm gonna get the money back. It's not a question. Now. You don't own any part of that entity. They have simply loaned you money that you are guaranteed to get back. All right. So that's a bond. The next place you might think about making your money grow is in the stock market, a different kind of a security. This comes in the form of stocks, mutual funds. Mutual funds can contain stocks and bonds. Uh, an EFT that can also contain stocks and bonds. And also, I'm going to throw in here all of the other things, uh, you know, futures and options and cryptocurrency. And I'm going to put all of that in this category, meaning you can buy it at one value today and you can you'll pray that it will increase in value over time. You need to do research. You need to do a fundamental analysis. You need to learn how to do a technical analysis so that you can choose the right stocks, 
mutual funds, ETFs, EFTs, I'm sorry, and uh, other instruments. Let me repeat myself. It's ETFs, okay? Not EFTs. It's ETFs. So this is where you can make your money grow as well. Let's talk about real estate, real estate, real estate. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Mitchison. You've seen me on Good Morning America, The Breakfast Club, and KBLA Talk. I'm so excited about sharing with you the Home Buyers Club. It's time for you to get the home of your dreams. No credit, no problem. Low credit, no problem. No down payment, no problem. I'm excited about you getting a piece of the American dream. Join the Home Buyers Club today. Um, it can be done and you know it's when you begin to really let your mind flow into what it is that you want and then put together a plan in order to get there is when you you it's almost like you just step into it and you're living the life that you ju- you only used to dream about but you have to be willing to set some time aside, because I know all of our lives are busy, but to set some time aside and actually dream. What is it that you want in your life? And yeah. that can be anything. That could be a relationship. That could be your family. That could be better relationships and better relationships with your family. It could be, you know, whatever you want this a vehicle or you want a um, a new home or whatever it is that you want. Just putting your mind to it and also making the changes that need to be made in order to get there. You know what? Yep, that's what it's all about. That is that is really what it's all about, and it really is about believing what it is that you see for yourself. You know, I often tell people, if you if you have a dream, that's because that dream is for you. Um, you're not going to vi- envision something that isn't possible for you. I have never envisioned being an astronaut. That's not possible for me. It would not work out, okay? Mm-hmm. It's just okay. something I, I've never... I've never envisioned doing... Uh, you know, I've never envisioned being a singer on stage. I've never envisioned... But the things that I do envision are the things for me. And so, you know, that is certainly one part of it. So so what are some of the things that you want to do with your money like as it grows? Like where, where are some of the things that you want to place your resources? Because I know you've got lots of things going on. You've got TV shows. We've got an entertainment and a management firm. You you see new artists all the time. You get excited about. Um, there's some franchising things I know you've talked about. What are some of the things that you want to do as you uh, make your money grow? Well, I definitely want to be able to give back, right? Because that's part of you. You keep getting when you keep giving. And I mean, that's, of course, not the only reason to give so that you get but it is uh, being able to show my level of gratitude for where it is that I am now and where it is that I'm heading. And so to find different organizations, to, find, you know, to be able to give to my church in a way that I've never been able to give before, you know, which I can tell you a little story about giving, is um, you know, at one point I decided when I had left one church and I was sort of mid-churches, I decided to start tithing to my family church back in Rockaway, Queens. And I did that for, I don't know, maybe two years. And 
at the end, almost at the end of when I was giving, I made a trip there. Unfortunately, someone had passed. And so this is the church that we have all of our um, going home services in. And the pastor, he said, come with me. And, you know, we were walking through the church and then he took me downstairs with a whole beautiful kitchen, wonderful, like, you know, uh, areas for meetings and things of that nature and Bible study. And he said, do you like this space? And I was like, yeah, he said, you built it. Wow. I I said, what? He said, the money that you've been sending us helped to pay for this because they were victims of the Sandy storm. And I I don't know if any of you uh, listeners remember the storm that hit New York City. And I mean, everybody's basements were flooded on Rockaway in Rockaway, Queens and several other places. But they were hit really hard because they're right there on Rockaway Beach. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. So it was filled with water. Everything was destroyed with mold and all kinds of issues. And the money I sent them helped them build, rebuild their whole bottom floor. Wow. That, that's what I want to do. I want to, you know, give in areas where it makes a difference. And then also I want to be able to invest in, you know, if I had my way, um, a line of boutique hotels uh, where people can go and get real rest and be fed and get healed. And, you know, I've got long lists, Lynn. Wow. Yeah. No, you know, this is good. This is good. That's what it's all about. And, um, you know, I have also been working on my estate plan. So as your money grows, you got to figure out where it's going to go, where it's going to go, what happens if you're no longer here. And um, Hip Hop Sisters Foundation um, is in my estate plan. Um, there will be funds going to the charity um, in the event that something happens to me and so on and so forth. And not in the event, something will. We None of us are going to be here forever. But I plan on being here to at least age 120 uh, me and Mary Green talked about that yesterday. Um, but, you know, it's it's about being able to put your resources in a place uh, where they are needed um, to help others grow, to help yourself grow. And, um, you know, it's just all good. So, you know, I'm excited about it. I'm, I've got some facts and I've got some um, details and I've got some figures. I want to just bring us back on home. Um, Light you're, is still here with us. And I wanted to share, um, like we had, uh, we've got a couple of challenges going on. We've got the $1 challenge where if you save $1 this week, $2 next week, $3 Mm -hmm. a week after that, just add a dollar each week, you'll have a little bit over $1,300 at the end of the year. And we've talked about what it takes to make that money grow. But I want to also share because, you know, I told my children, I said, you know, I want you to just start putting away $100 a month. And if you put away $100 a month and you put it into the right uh, fund and if you uh, pay attention and if you know what it is that you are doing and if you learn the rules of the game and play the game by the rules, then uh, you've got the potential to have, listen, depending on what it's earning over time, $100 a month for 30 years is $8 million. $8 million. Depending on, now that is aggressive growth, right? That's aggressive growth. Let me take a number that's a little more moderate. 
let me just let me take it down to maybe about 12% interest over time. Then in 30 years, in 30 years, that's $226,000. Okay? Um if you are extremely extremely lucky because there are people, you know, there are folks who bought Amazon when it was, you know, pennies on a dollar. Now Amazon stock is over $3,000 per share. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. There are people who literally um, created their entire life legacies because of the work that they were able to do in putting funds away and so on and so forth. So, you know, it's all about taking what you have, no matter what you have, and colliding into your future and getting to the next level with it. So, you know, I just want to encourage everybody um, to, 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 to believe in yourself, to believe in what you have and to do the best you can where you are with what you have right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, completely do, do the best with what you have at the time where you are. What's the tools that you have right now? Use them, but still, you know, be on a mission to acquire more tools in your toolbox. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of the other things that you want to do? You've talked about and I just want to go, you know, jump back over here a bit. Real estate holdings. Where are some of the places that you'd like to own property? I know that there are some places overseas you want to go. You've been trying to get me to go for years Um, and even here in the States. Where are some of the places that you'd like to see um, home ownership and or real estate investing investments um, uh, happen for you? Like, oh, boy, I would say Arizona. I'm a real, really? a real fan. Yeah, I'm a real fan of Arizona, um, Scottsdale. Uh, there's a few places in Arizona where the development is really nice. The land, you know, they give you some space, get get some air. You're always going to have some heat because Arizona's hot. Uh, but I, I really like Arizona towards the uh, west, the, the west end of Arizona. Um, also Houston. I, I like Houston a lot. Uh, I like Dallas a lot. Dallas is a very new city with lots of new construction and development is budding. Um, and I, I like Miami. I don't know that I've ever, I'd ever moved there, but if we're talking intercontinental, I like Miami. And I also, from what I understand, Ohio has a lot of promising uh, development happening in quite a few of the cities there, uh, specifically Cincinnati. I have a friend from D.C. who moved out there and has acquired a couple of properties, and he is ecstatic about what it is that they're doing there in Cincinnati. So that would be another place that I would look. Not so sure that I'd purchase, but I'd like to spend some time there and see what it is that they have to offer. And then if we're talking about abroad, I'll take any island. You know, you could put me on any island. Um, I'm uh, sure to want a space there that I can keep, perhaps a boutique hotel of some sort that can be, you know, empty when I go to visit. And then we be able to utilize the space and have it as an investment property that uh, continues to make money.